Hi everyone, I'm Carla. And I'm Iman. And you're listening to Screensaver, a podcast about all things pop culture, including TV, movies, books, and sports. Today we're back to discuss Shane Black's recently released action comedy, The Nice Guys, starring Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe. We'll take some time to discuss the film's excellent performances and its place within the larger L.A. noir context. After this, we'll end things with some screensaver signal boosts. You won't want to miss it. All that is after this brief message from our pretend sponsor. Go. What? Go, it's recording. Hello, you've reached the Nice Guys Detective Agency. Do you believe your daughter's new boyfriend is up to no good? Has your loved one gone missing? Mm. If so, then the Nice Guys Detective Agency is here to help. We cover adultery, missing persons, small crimes, and occasionally murder. Leave us a massage after the tone. Message. All right. Your handwriting is terrible. Okay, so we saw this movie recently, and oh my god, I am so excited to talk about this because it feels like the first movie in a long time with enough substance for us to really dissect. But before we do that, why don't we start things out with a little bit of plot talk? Sounds great. Holland March, played by Ryan Gosling, is a down-on-his-luck private eye in 1977 Los Angeles. Jackson Healy, played by Russell Crowe, is a hired enforcer who hurts people for a living. Fate turns them into unlikely partners after a young woman named Amelia mysteriously disappears. During their search, the duo's investigation soon reveals a much bigger conspiracy than either anticipated. Now, this movie is a mystery, so I don't want to give too much away, and I'll leave it at that. So, how about we just forge ahead and describe some of our initial impressions? Yeah, sounds great. I'm actually going to start with my impression of the movie before I saw it, um, which has to do with marketing. I think the marketing geared toward this movie was pushing it as this buddy cop comedy, and while parts of it were very funny, I kind of think this was all wrong. Oh, interesting. Why? My reasoning would be that buddy cop movies, for better or for worse, are relatively dumber movies. Maybe not all of them, but they tend to rely mostly on the dynamic between the two characters, the two Mm -hmm. principal leads. Usually it's two guys, two women, whatever. But this was a movie in which the crime was actually really complex and interesting, and it wasn't just bits. There was actual emotional weight to the movie. Yeah, and when you mentioned buddy cop movies, I actually also think about Another movie that we talked about on this podcast, The Man from U.N.C.L.E., which we, for the most part, really enjoyed. But I think when you compare it to this movie, it's interesting because while The Man from U.N.C.L.E. was a movie that we liked despite the performances... The Nice Guys is one that you like because of the performances. I couldn't have put it better. The performances in Nice Guys were so great. Why don't we start off by talking about uh, the leads, Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe. So Ryan Gosling plays a character named Holland March, who is an irresponsible single father and a drunk... They definitely push that, yes. <laughs> but he he plays this private investigator who, despite his flaws, is still 
really likable and competent. Yeah, I think that the way that Gosling was able to portray this was so impressive. Although Holland March has all these obvious flaws, he does come across as someone that is just good at his job. And that gives him kind of this credibility with the audience where even though you see him making all these mistakes, you kind of forgive him somewhat. And I don't think that was just because we're big fans of Ryan Gosling. I mean... (laughs) Speaking of, do you think it's safe to say he's in his prime? Oh, absolutely. And you know, I was actually thoroughly amazed at his capabilities of playing such a comedic part in this movie. Yes. We have seen him perform comedic roles in the past in movies like The Big Short, but it wasn't just comedy in the delivery of his lines. There was a lot of physical comedy in this movie as well. Yeah, somewhat unexpectedly. I mean, when it's such a great-looking person, you don't expect themselves to be just riding around on the floor and being silly, but he does it really well. Yeah. We actually have a scene from the movie that portrays this. Do you want to throw it off to that? Sure. So in this clip, this is the scene where Ryan Gosling's character first meets Russell Crowe's character named Jackson Healy, who was actually hired to deliver a message to Ryan Gosling's character. So, As we mentioned, there is a lot of physical comedy in this, so bear with us when you hear a lot of grunts and howling. <laughs> <laughs> You're a private investigator? <clears throat> Look, there's 20 bucks in there, all right? Just take it. No, I'm not here for that, I told you. You and it all hired me. Yeah. If we can do this the easy way, we can do it the hard right way. What? Lily Glenn, two ends. Old lady hired me to find her niece on Tuesday. You just gave up your client. I made a discretionary revelation. No, no, you just gave her up. I asked you one simple question. But you gave me all the information. I thought that's what you wanted. What? Now, I'm very sorry that you didn't get the message. <clears throat> I get it, I dig it. What about now? Give me your left arm. Huh? Your left arm. Give me your left arm. This one. No! Yeah, come on. No! No! Right, look, when you're talking to your doctor, just tell him you have a spiral fracture of the left radius. No! No! Deep breath. No! You mind if I have an apple? That was Ryan Gosling doing his best imitation of a mariachi singer. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, actually, it it just shows how silly he was in so many parts of this movie. Yeah, almost childish. And I think that uh, seeing that portrayal in particular, uh, which, I mean... Unfortunately, you have to use your imagination to get the physical bits of. Really is a perfect contrast to the second character we wanted to talk about, which is Russell Crowe, or Jackson Healy, um, (laughs) who plays this kind of brutish, uh, brooding, hired enforcer. And someone we both agreed coming out of the movie plays the perfect straight man to Ryan Gosling's comedy. And not straight, like, gay or straight, but, like, straight arrow. Yes. By the book. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I mean, I thought the casting here was absolutely spot on. His character is a little past his prime, 
And there's almost a sad melancholy to the character. I mean, like you said, he plays a great foil to Ryan Gosling's character because unlike Holland March, he's actually a lot more mature, calm, and collected. And uh, he's actually, you could even call him a loner with a heart of gold. Yeah, you mentioned earlier that this is perfect casting, and I think that in a strange way, it kind of parallels Russell Crowe's career, where we see he hasn't really been this great action star. He's he's For not. While, yeah. yeah, he's not the gladiator anymore. So yeah, I think the last thing we saw him in was Man of Steel. So this is a big oh, step God, up. How the mighty have fallen. No, seeing him in this role be a little more accepting of that type of character was was just really great. You mentioned, yeah, he's a loner with a heart of gold, and and there were actually scenes in this movie where we see him, even though his character is hurting people in a way that maybe Russell Crowe as an action hero would have done, in in, in this role, he doesn't seem to be enjoying it at all. And we actually see him have some some sweeter scenes with uh, Ryan Gosling's character's daughter, Holly. Yeah, Holly was a big surprise for me, too. Yeah, I'd, I'd actually, I'd love to talk about her a little more. She is Holland March's 13-year-old daughter that is just this sharp-witted young woman that is really interested in solving crime mysteries like her father and She does, in a sense, act as this moral compass for a movie that takes place in a very grimy, gritty time in L.A. I mean, this movie, we haven't mentioned it too much, but it it does take place during a time in L.A. when, when the adult film industry is huge. That does kind of factor into the film. There's obviously a ton of crime. And she keeps reappearing as this figure of innocence in a way that never infantilized her too much, which Mm -hmm. was great. What did you think of her performance? Yeah, I thought it was interesting to see that similar to a lot of other movies or TV shows where the single parent is a bit of a screw-up, she plays a young girl who is extremely mature for her age, yet naive in some ways Mm -hmm. as well. But she's essentially the one who usually ends up taking care of her father And in many ways, this really reminded me of the relationship between Sally Draper and Don Draper in Mad Men. Oh my gosh, that's a great parallel. And a lot of Mad Men actually took place in L.A. Oh, that's right. So, moving on and scaling back, I would love to talk about L.A. and Nice Guys. Okay, yeah, let's get into it. So this film was very obviously drawing on the genre of L.A. noir, I'm talking about The Big Sleep, or the movie Chinatown, even season two of True Detective. Mm. And the common thread amongst all these books and movies is a tension between L.A. as a utopia and L.A. as hell. Interesting. Yeah. We see it in this movie, in the scenes where we get a lot of palm trees and sunny skies and beautiful suburban streets contrasted with the crime that they're exploring and seeing committed. We see really 
grimy nightlife. We see parties where people are getting too drunk or empty pools being used as ashtrays.、Mm-hmm. Visually, it achieved so much without really having to explicitly say LA is great or LA is terrible. It just let this contrast exist, and I respected it so much for that. Yeah, I agree. And stylistically, you could tell that they had a lot of fun. Also, drawing inspiration from 1970s LA action flicks. Oh, yeah. With everything from their font selections to even camera filters. I mean, there was a lot of experimentation in this film with, with framing, for example. So, there was a lot of camera work where the blocking was off center. I don't know if you noticed this. Oh my gosh, yeah. And there were even some scenes where the camera was positioned from the floor. So visually, there was a lot to take in as well. Yeah, the movie was really inventive. Okay, so we've talked about cinematography, we talked about how much we loved the performances in this film. Are there any other stray observations you want to discuss before we go into shout outs? One thing that immediately comes to mind is the movie's soundtrack. Yes. Growing up, I loved me some disco. And <laughs> <laughs> the fact that the soundtrack had The Temptations,、uh, Cool in the Gang, Earth, Wind, and Fire, it was bumping. And I'm definitely going to be scouring Spotify for that sometime soon. Yeah, it, it contributed so much to the fun tone of this film. Definitely.、Uh, another character, actually, we never really talked about was Matt Bomer's character. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I forgot he was in this movie until he showed up maybe halfway through it. But what did you think about him? His performance was interesting. I didn't really expect him to be playing a villain. And furthermore,、uh, such a creepy villain, too. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I thought was interesting? With both Matt Bomber and Ryan Gosling, The movie features these two men who, by all metrics, are considered to be really beautiful people. And it's interesting to me that this movie made no real attempt to sexualize them at all. Interesting. I mean, apart from playing a psycho assassin, Matt Bomber's character was actually given something like a Zac Efron <laughs> circa <laughs> high school musical hairstyle. And. Also, had this large John Boy Walton mole on his face. Oh, God. And in terms of Ryan Gosling, I was so relieved that none of Holly's tween friends ever commented on how cute her dad was. Oh, my gosh. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, the movie did a really good job of hiring these actors and actually using them as actors instead of just pretty faces. Yeah, so that was, that was really refreshing. Okay, so let's get into some shout outs. Great. All right, what's your first shout out? Shout out to bees. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Something we've kind of danced around and not said directly is that this movie is very whimsical.、Mm-hmm. And there are some really interesting dream sequences that feature bees and bring the joke up again. Yeah, I never expected bees to be such a significant <laughs> part of the plot, but there they were. And so, sh- I don't shout think- out to bees. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, shout out for me. I have to shout out Keds. 
<laughs> Russell Crowe's character in this movie sports a pair of blue kids, and I thought it was just so funny to see that a tough guy character was wearing such childlike shoes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you only see high school girls wearing them. Um, my next shout out has to be to dad jokes. Uh, yes, we've mentioned Ryan Gosling is a dad in this movie, and he. He brings jokes that definitely fit the bill. There's one particular uh, scene where he pulls out a bad breath tie joke, and you you have to see it to appreciate it. It was, it was great. Uh, I also have to give a shout-out to YooHoo, the chocolate milk brand that I'm not sure it even exists anymore, but... It was all part of that 1970s nostalgia that was so prominent in this movie. I think yeah. there was also a Pong appearance, which was funny to see. Okay, well, what about ratings? What would you rate The Nice Guys? I'd probably give it... Um, eight and a half John Boy Moles. Oh my god, that was going to be mine. Okay. <laughs> okay, eight and a half John Boy Moles. Out of ten? Okay. <laughs> I feel bad for taking your metric. No, I'll think of, I'll think of another one. <laughs> what rating would you give it? I mean, the number is what counts. I think I would give it an eight out of ten... Uh, mermaids. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, mermaids make an appearance. It's all part of the whimsy. But okay, 8 out of 10 mermaids because it was a really fun movie to watch. But I think I enjoyed the second half of the movie a lot more than I enjoyed the first half. Mm. Because in the entire first half, I was trying to figure out what was going on with the mystery. I wasn't sure if it would be something I'd like necessarily but once things kind of loosened up and I understood the humor of it it was a really good time and it was a movie that left me with so much of a movie high where the moment I stepped out I was ready to go back and watch it again and I think it's one that you appreciate with with subsequent viewings yes I'm so looking forward to HBO putting this on HBO <laughs> Go and me watching it multiple times. Well, suffice to say, I think we liked it, and we're happy to see Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe in such a, a fun movie. For sure. <laughs> okay, moving on, let's proceed to our final segment of our podcast, Screensaver Signal Boosts. What would you like to give a signal boost to this week? All right, so a few episodes back, uh, you may have heard us lamenting the end of one of our favorite websites, Grantland, which was a website started by Bill Simmons that hosted a veritable slew of our favorite writers from Rembert Brown to Wesley Morris to Alex Papadimus. Uh, less than a year later, I am happy to report that Bill Simmons is back, baby, <laughs> with a new website called The Ringer. It has existed in a state of limbo for a while with a podcast network called Channel 33. Uh, Bill Simmons mm -hmm. has also had a podcast, but the site is officially up on the web this week. And from the few articles I've read, it's great. 
Uh, no, not all the same writers are back. A lot of my favorites are missing. But reading it, scrolling through the feed, I just got really excited at the thought that, wow, I have a whole set of new writers that I can get really excited about. Yeah, it's almost been overwhelming with the amount of content the website already has. And from the articles I've read, it looks like they have an equally impressive talent pool. Oh, for sure. You were mentioning it's it's hard to keep up, but so much of me wants to. Uh, you're probably more qualified to be recommending it. Uh, but you sent me this fantastic article about basketball and three high schoolers that are absolutely killing it. The article is called Be Like Steph. Definitely check it out. Yeah, even if you're not a big fan of basketball, there's a lot to get was, out of it. It was just a great piece of narrative journalism. Exactly. What are you going to signal boost? Well, I definitely agree with your recommendation. For my signal boost, I know I'm really late to the game on this, but I just finished season one of Marvel's Daredevil on Netflix. Nice. When it first came out, all I really had heard about it was that it was a graphically violent show, and it is, but... After watching a few episodes and averting my eyes at all the gory parts, I was really taken aback by how much I liked Matt Murdock's character. Mm. For those of you who don't know, Matt Murdock is the main character who is a blind lawyer, a devout Catholic, and a vigilante ninja trying to rid his <laughs> neighborhood of crime and corruption. So the combination of all those things make it a lot of fun to watch, and character development on all fronts was way better than it had to be for being a superhero show. Mm. I mean, there's an interesting kingpin-like villain in the series, and very strong female characters as well. So, yeah, for anyone that may be curious but hasn't checked it out yet, I definitely recommend it as a fun summer show. I'll have to finish the first season myself. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right. Well, if any of you decide to check out these recommendations, we'd love to hear your thoughts. You can reach us by following us on Twitter at ScreensaverPod and by liking our Facebook page, Screensaver Podcast. And as always, you can find other episodes of Screensaver on iTunes. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.